In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 26 through 33, where we'll ask the question, why must worship be orderly? First Corinthians 14, verses 26 through 33 says, What then, brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If any speak in a tongue, let there be only two, or at most three, and each in turn, and let someone interpret. But if there is no one to interpret, let each one of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others weigh what is said. If a revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn, and all be encouraged. And the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. One of the issues that was taking place in the church at Corinth was disorder in worship. And the way that Paul talks about it, it seems like what is happening is at their various worship services, or when they gather together for their meetings, somebody would start talking, another person would come and interrupt, one person would want to sing, another person would want to prophesy, somebody else wants to speak in tongues, and all of these different things are going on, creating a situation that is rather chaotic. And Paul is trying to correct them in that. And he gives them some guidelines for how their worship services, how their gatherings can be less chaotic and be increasingly ordered. This provides us with a little bit of information about what Paul expects from these people as they gather together to worship God. So here are three thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 26 through 33, answering the question, why must worship be orderly? Thought number one, to build up. In the midst of Paul's conversation, he says that the purpose of all of these things is to build one another up. That this is something that is supposed to be taking place in their gathering. That it's an encouragement. It's an opportunity to learn, to grow in your faith, to become increasingly disciplined in the ways of God. So whatever it is that is happening, it needs to be organized in such a way that it helps the gathered body of believers to build one another up in the faith. It seems like Paul is not convinced that that happens when there's riotous behavior taking place, that instead of having a bunch of disparate events happening in the gathering, that instead there should be an orderly procession of one thing to another. And it also seems like he's got a little bit of freedom built into this, but that there is also restraint. Thought number two, to clarify. One of the things that Paul is very big on is clarification. He says that the purpose of the gathering is to worship God and that the gathering worships a God who is a God of order and not disorder. So in the different things that are taking place, there should be an increasing amount of clarity among the believers as to what's happening. So the longer you meet together with the body of believers, the more and more firm and clear the theology becomes in each individual's mind. This is one of the goals of the worship service, that as you worship God and you come to know him more and more and you recognize the orderliness of his character, that you begin to exhibit 
as a body of believers, that same orderliness, that same clarity as to what it is that you're doing as you gather together. If there's a bunch of different random things taking place in the worship service, this is not going to clarify what's going on amongst the believers. In fact, it's going to be increasingly a distraction among the people who are gathered together. Thought number three, to honor God. As the believers gather together, they do so to honor God, to worship him, to proclaim their mutual faith in Jesus Christ. And in so doing, they are giving God honor. And since it's already established that God is a God of order, that he himself is in no way chaotic. He's not random. He's not this eternal being that's constantly changing his mind. In fact, the absolute opposite of that is true. He doesn't change, so he's not chaotic. As the people gather together to worship God, they honor him by reflecting back his character to him. You do this by being orderly within your worship. This doesn't mean that there is no opportunity for spontaneity. It just means that anything that is happening in spontaneity must be done in an orderly fashion. The two are not diametrically opposed. Just a lot of times we tend to think that they are. So as we gather together, as we meet together with like-minded believers, we do so in an orderly fashion so that we might be built up in the gathering that our understanding of God might become increasingly clear and that we can honor God well and reflect his own character back to him. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 1 Corinthians chapters 13 and 14. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.